0: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean stride
2: Now, back to Stony Guru on 95.7 The Game. So, this is Rush. Yes, Evan, this is Rush. They are a <laughs> rock and roll band out of Canada. Look at, he knows. Yeah, John looking behind the board,
3: producer extraordinaire, rocking out. John, so is this, is, is this your bag? Like, you,
2: you're all about Rush? I mean, I, I don't mind them. Well, he doesn't mind them, FP. He doesn't mind them. They're great. Getty Lee, Alex. Leafson, Neil Pert Neil Pert on the drums. Like there's probably no better drummer. Neil Pert, probably the best drummer ever. Probably best drummer ever. And then if you watch if you watch if you watch the documentary on Getty Lee, like he has this, this strange voice. And he's playing these bars and people just were like, what? It's, it sounds like Neil's on the chalkboard, and then it just became his thing. So and and they became super famous. But like you got to own what makes. Geddy Lee is just the biggest nerd ever. Is it turned into like a rock and roll legend? Yeah, right, Ru- awesome. dude. Rush, rock and roll. Wait, they have game. a docu-
3: Actually, I do love documentaries. They have a documentary. Yeah, Ch- right.
2: check it out when you get a chance. I will. I'll be. I'll, I'll be sure to text.
3: Fly you. by night. Come on. By the way, last hour here before Willard and Dibs uh, hop on for the remainder of your Friday here on 95.7 The game, but we got an hour left. If you got any recommendations for FP, where to start as a. San Francisco tourists, we will be taking them at 888-957-9570 because you're showing uh, the family around today, right?
2: Well, my son's from here. He lives in Walnut Creek, and he used to work at 95.7 back in the day. And it, his his wife just arrived from Brazil, and they came through customs last night. She's never been to San Francisco before, so uh, I greeted him at the airport. If you go on my, get ready for the drip, uh, at fp Santangelo 7 on my Instagram, you can see my story <laughs> of embarrassing my new daughter-in-law with an American flag, and I was chanting USA, USA as they came through gate A at the International Terminal (laughs) at SFO. Then I wrapped the flag around her like Jim Craig, the goalie from Miracle on Ice and the USA hockey team, (laughs) and gave her a big hug and said, Welcome to America. So I'm going to show them... Uh, the city today, so I don't. I'm, I mean, I live on the Embarcadero by Water Bar, so I'm probably going to take them to the Ferry Building first. Then maybe we'll walk down. You got to do the Pier Thirty Nine. I mean, you got to do the touristy stuff, Fisherman's Wharf. Maybe Fisherman's Wharf, and then take them up the Coit Tower stairs, the Filbert Steps. Then maybe go down. We got to go through North Beach for my people. Mm-hmm. We got to take them to the, the, the North Beach. Got to. Gino and Carlos to have a beer. Got to go there, and then maybe I don't know. Go down to Chrissy Field and check out the Golden Gate Bridge and. And that whole thing. It's gonna be a walking tour. It's a walking tour, and if we get tired, we'll just Uber Home.
3: Well, no, that sounds perfect. I mean, it sounds like you got it all locked in. But of course, if you got something that you think is a must see in San Francisco, uh be happy to call in. I'd uh, be happy to get you on to call in at eight eighty nine five seven nine five seven zero.
2: Go to market street, see uh introduce her to the fentanyl fold, maybe. See <laughs> see some addicts like tripping balls. I don't know. No,
1: no, don't
3: talk
2: about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, unfortunately that is a part of San Francisco <laughs> nowadays. You gotta you gotta get the full
3: experience. That's F.B. Santangelo. Evan Giddings with you here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, we're going to get to the 49ers in just a sec, but I do want to clean up this call from D.C. D is in D.C. wants to discuss the Golden State Warriors and where they're at before they take on the Chicago Bulls at 5 o'clock tonight. By the way, uh, Draymond is not back for tonight. Moses Moody is out with a calf strain. D, what's up? You're on 95.7 The Game with Evan and FP.
4: What's going on, my man, Evan? What's yep. going on, SP? What up? A great discussion, great discussion. I, I just want to clean up one thing, man. I noticed that, I, I know most of you are, gonna, are not going to be very happy with what I'm about to say, but uh, it, it appears to me that the host at 95.7, they have an issue discussing coaches, specifically when callers call to point the fingers at the coaches. They always, You guys are always quick to blend the players, but never the coaches. Now, our defense has been one of the worst in the league for the last two years. Reason for that is because Brown is no longer there. Kerr decided decided to surround himself with a bunch of yes man uh, assistants who cannot, who don't, who are not known for defense. I mean, he lies the problem. Um, so yeah, you can blame the players for not having the energy or the desire to go out there and and defend. But at the same token, you also have to blame the coaches for the scheme that they actually put those players in. The coaches, the coaches are their, their main jobs, right? It's supposed to be to, 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 to uh, push those players to do what they design to have done, right? So, UFP, as a, as a former player, I'm sure you, are, you understand where I'm coming from. If the coach does not have a plan of action, there is no way you, the player, is going to go out there
2: and perform as a team, right? Do we know if they, they don't know have a plan to- of action, though? Do we know that? Or just just seem like that, and maybe the talent isn't as good as it should be to carry out the plan of action.
4: I, I would agree. I would agree with you in one point. Right? Yes, the coach, it, uh, the talent is a problem. You cannot be this small and expect to defend the entire floor. But who do you blame for that? The the main the one person that's been the coach of the team for the last ten years is Steve Kerr. Why can't Steve Kerr go to the front office and say, "Look." I want six, eight, six, nine players to 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 improve my defense. He's not doing that. In fact, he's he's throwing a bunch of six, one, six, two lineups out there to try to defend guys who are six, eight, and six, nine. Stop blaming the players, man. You got to stop blaming the coaches and the front office.
2: The one thing I will say is that there's a huge misconception with any fan base that the head coach's job is to motivate players. Thanks, Steve. Like they, they, that's not your job. When you get to the highest level, it, it's your job to motivate players in junior high school, high school, and college. When you get to be a professional athlete, it is not the head coach, the manager, the head coach of the NFL's job to motivate players. Like you have to, be, be, if you get to that point and you're the one percent of the one percent, like it's not incumbent on the coach to motivate you. That's called being a professional. And you have to motivate yourself on a nightly basis. Whenever you play the games, whether it's a weekly basis in football, a nightly basis in baseball, a, a, a bi-nightly basis in basketball, you have to find a way to motivate yourself. It's never, oh, he needs to motivate him. He needs to get him in the locker room and have a speech. That's not how it goes in professional sports, man. It's big boy sports. Like it's 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 on you to have. It's called professional pride. And I don't need you, Evan, to pump me up in the locker room. Although teammates can, like I, I rather hear from my peers than a coach any day. But it's not, it's it's not up to Steve Kerr to motivate. Them. That's not his job. Again, like, and it's not Kyle Shanahan's job. It's not. It wasn't Gabe Kapler's job before he got fired. Now, to communicate, yes, that is your job. But to motivate, it's never your job as a head coach at the highest level.
3: Yeah, there are strategic things that a a head coach can implement. And for the 5 the Comcast business text line, it does agree with the last call. The Warriors haven't had a top-10 defense since Mike Brown left to go to the Kings. That's true. Uh, I also wouldn't consider the Sacramento Kings you know, a defensive-minded team. It's not as if he's helped them all of a sudden rise to the level of a top five or uh, even top three defense, which the Warriors were during their 2022 championship run. So, look, you, you can say, I agree, they do probably miss Mike Brown. I agree that Kerr probably has not had his greatest season as a head coach. But he doesn't control, uh, to your point, FP, the level of energy that his team comes out with each and every night. He can only do so much. He can go to the clipboard and say, hey, we're going to run this play, we got this out-of-bounds setup that we're going to do, and you ask your players to go out and execute it. But if your players are not stopping the ball at the point of attack, if your players are not getting down to the deck and diving for loose balls, if they're losing and getting out-rebounded, if they're getting pounded on the glass, if, they're, if they don't look like they are showing successive efforts throughout a 48 minute game, I can't necessarily blame the head coach for that. And Steve Kerr has had yes, like maybe a little bit as if maybe a little bit of it is a product of that Steve Kerr has created a kind of you know, easygoing environment. He's discussed uh, his door being open and you can come talk to him about anything. You know, the Warriors are pretty laid back, I think, for the most part. But that's also a big reason why you have four championships. That type of attitude, that type of joy that the Warriors had played with for such a long time, it might not be there this season, but that doesn't just undermine everything that the coach has done. And so, I think that it's unfair to blame just the coaches. And the other point of the, the the caller from from DC or D and DC, to me, the relationship between the front office and the players are intertwined. Like, I can't look at the players and say, well, you know, it's not really their their fault. It's, it's the front office's fault for, for signing these players. Like, no, the players come out and should be playing as hard as they can. The coach is there to aid them. And right now, the Warriors have not been able to get on the same page, or they don't look like they're on the same page right now. So they got a lot of issues. Kerr's one of them, you know, or it could be one of them. The front office is part of it, and that's why we're talking about making moves at the trade deadline. That's why we're hearing Pascal Siakam's name in, in trade rumors. That's why we're hearing the Warriors talk about maybe needing needing a seven footer, about changing philosophies. Like, there's a lot of questions in the air right now, and I don't think it's fair to just pinpoint one
2: person as the reason for it all. I'm a big believer in judging someone by their body of work for a season and not before then. Like, I know that's all we have to go on right now, but like Judge Steve Kerr at the end of this year, like I've talked to a lot of head coaches. Gabe Kapler and I had this discussion a number of times about when he was in Philadelphia as the Phillies manager. He said that some of his best years of managing were on teams that were right around 500 or below 500 because you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. This guy's hurt. This guy's banged up. This pitcher's arm is hanging. This and sometimes like, There's a saying in baseball, anybody can drive a Cadillac, meaning anybody could manage the 27 Yankees or anybody could manage a great team. And maybe Steve Kerr had that luxury for a while, having the best talent in the NBA and winning these championships. But now is when you really earn your money as a head coach. Now is when you really got to dig down deep, use all your references, whether it's Phil Jackson, whether it's it's Pop, whoever it is, like people right under your wing, like your assistant coaches, and figure out a way... To make this thing better. Where at the end of the year, even if the Warriors don't win a championship, this has potential for Steve Kerr at the end of his career to look back and say, you know what? Even though I didn't win a championship in 23, 24, that was one of my best years ever as a coach. It still has that potential, but they gotta find the right combination. They gotta find the right players. I just think this is a, this is a thing where they're they're in this rut of here we go again, and maybe they just don't have the talent as the other teams in the West. It's that simple. I watched Steph Curry run around He's not moving as freely with spring in his step away from the ball like I used to see him. I don't he's got that big knee thing on. Nobody's ever talked about that. Why are you wearing a big knee sleeve and you watch him without the ball and he's not running circles around the defense? He's not creating the space for open shots that he once had. He's the only guy if they don't if he doesn't score, they don't win. He's not getting the wide open looks that he got in the past because you had to worry about other people and the ball movement's not the same. And it's just dribble dribble dribble, try to dribble around defender, set a pick and shoot. Like it just doesn't look Look like the same team and it could be as simple as they just don't have as much talent as anybody else in the west and definitely doesn't help
3: 888 is the number that's fb santangelo evan gettings with you filling in for steine and guru let's get out to san francisco what's up robin how you doing you're on 95 7 the game hi
1: i cut the tail end of um who's if somebody has a uh, family
2: coming? Uh, FP. Wh- which one of you guys? Yeah, my 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 uh, son's <laughs> wife is here from Brazil. She's uh, a new citizen to the United States of America. She's never been to San Francisco, and I'm taking them around today. Where should I take him? I take him to the nudie bars, okay, like right so away. Yeah. Just like <laughs> go on Broadway. Yeah.
1: So I um. You know, I'm a sociology major. One of my favorite classes was the sociology of Brazil. But that's a whole other subject. You know, Brazil moves their capital according to their economy. Did you know that? They've had three different uh, capitals. It's very interesting. And they have their own women's police station. But anyway, I didn't call it.
2: Wow, that. So, this is this tremendous knowledge. <laughs> what would the capital of the United States be right now if we did that? It wouldn't be San Francisco,
0: would it?
1: I don't think so, because, see, first it was Bahia, B-A-H-I-A, which was, like, the largest slave trade, um, and, and the last of the slave trade. And then they moved it to Rio de Janeiro for economy. And now I think it's in Brasilia, I think, or, or, or some. Yeah,
2: that's where uh, she's somewhere. from. So wh- where do I take her today?
1: <laughs> so where do you take her? If you have a car, I would prefer... Yes, she saw it at night. But you have got to take to Treasure Island. I mean, you've got to see that view, both day and night, whatever's convenient. But the view from Treasure Island is just, it's breathtaking. And I always take people there. And, you know, they get a big kick going across the Bay Bridge because they love the skyline. You know, we know it used to be better. They love that. And, of course, Vista Point, you know, if it's clear out there, they got to see the Golden Gate Bridge from that side. Um from Sausalito, from that side, I don't know how much time you have. I'm not impressed with Sausalito, but people always tend to love Sausalito in the ferry boat. But you have got to take them to Treasure Island. That view is just—I could just sit there and daydream. What about
2: the Hard okay. Rock? What about the Hard Rock restaurant on Pier 39, and then the Wax Museum? Those are my top two.
1: I don't know because you know I live here 45 years, child. You know we don't go to them places. I'm
2: okay? kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> of course. <laughs>
1: I'm not spending $15 on a damn corn dog when I can go buy the whole box. Okay? <laughs> okay. And the last thing I just want to say, if you like good Southern food or whatever, go 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 down Third or go to Clement Street and go eat at the Hard Knocks Cafe, mm. which is a, she might like that. I don't know if you've been to Hard Knocks Cafe. There's one here on Third and Dog Fetch, and there's one on Clement Street. Uh, on the avenues, uh, so that might be great. One last thing I just want to say, you guys, I know all my time's taken up. It's just on the Warriors, uh, uh, uh um, I love Eddie, Eddie, he always has The right perspective. They don't have the talent. People calling in talking about wing players. Hell, you don't think they need wing players? If you watch enough basketball, wing players, they ain't out there. They like, they like defensive backs and safeties and corners. They're becoming distinct, you guys. Use your head. And they're in the position that they're in because money dictates talent. You understand? So they've, in essence, become a victim of their own success. I could go on, but you guys have to cut me off. Bye, you guys.
2: Thanks, Robin. No, keep going. We're almost at the finish line. <laughs> kill, a, kill a segment for us, Robin. It's outstanding.
3: Well, I, I do agree. Clement Street has got some of the best food in the city. I don't know if you have some time or to to get out there. It's like inner, outer Richmond. Um, it is absolutely wonderful. Again, get the thumbs up. Seal, a sign of approval from my guy, John. Uh, let's get back to the phone zone. Let's get back into this thing. And Tino has been hanging on Alameda. What's up, Tino? You're on 95.7 The Game with Evan and FP.
5: Yeah, good afternoon. I wanted to go
4: back to the booing thing. Yeah. So I'm not in favor of booing your home team. So let's make it a, a baseball analogy. You were playing third base. You kicked the ball. Nobody boos that. You made an error. You made a physical error, right? But the other night when boys were getting booed, to me they were getting booed forever. They, they, they gave up. And as a paying fan, you can't. You can't just accept that, you know, if you, you shoot a shot, you miss the shots, you give your best effort, that's all cool. But to go back and go, you're not giving me
1: the product I bought, and I think I have the right. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
6: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available
2: plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. As a
5: consumer, to say
2: something about that. What if a guy boots a ball in the bottom of the ninth and then... The winning run score. Can you boo him then? I know what he's saying. Physical error versus yeah. effort. Effort's controllable. Everyone's exactly. going to make physical errors. Everyone's exactly. going to miss a free throw, a shot, a layup, whatever. But like, defense is an attitude. Effort is an attitude. And I think those are the things that Warrior fans are frustrated with right now. No doubt about it. I also promised
3: we'd get into the Niners a little bit. Sounds like Dave in Fresno wants to talk about Brock Purdy and the postseason that begins tomorrow. I know the Niners aren't in it, Dave, but where are you at with the San Francisco 49ers? What's up?
6: Hey, uh, I'm just I'm here to enjoy this stress-free weekend. We got the week off, so we can watch all these other teams be on pins and needles. And uh, it sounds like everybody's pretty much healthy, so I'm feeling good about our chances. Uh, the reason I was calling you guys and want to get your perspective, you know, the All-Pro team came out today, and Brock Pretty wasn't, you know, on one other one or two. Uh, me myself, I'm a die-hard Niner fan. I don't have a problem with that. And, you know, the theme this year with Brock is, is he a lead, is he this or that? My thing is, if, why can't we just like him and not make him Tom Brady? Because I feel like with a lot of Niner fans, if you don't have him in that Mahomes category, it's like you're a hater. Like, I don't feel that way. I get that a lot, you know, because I'm just a realist. I think he's having a great season. I'm not, you know, I'm, to me it doesn't matter, MVP, Pro Bowl, All-Pro, at the end of the day, I want the Niners to win a Super Bowl, not necessarily just Bob Purdy. But I, I just – it's it's a, its a tired argument, and, and people always want to say, well, his numbers – well, if you want to say numbers, Jared Goff, yeah, he, the numbers are damn near identical. So if you watch the game, there's a lot of factors in going into being an elite quarterback you have to do it for longer than the season, the season and a half. And, hey, I like Brock Purdy. I'm happy he's my quarterback on this team. It, it's all clicking, so I, I'm not looking to trade him or anything. But I'm just speaking to you. My fans. that just relax. Just enjoy the ride. because who knows what he is. I don't care what he is. Do you really have a problem not being all-pro? I don't. I'd rather win the Super Bowl. So that's why I stand. I'm feeling good. Again, and we got the week off. Enjoy the football weekend, everybody. And uh, we'll see everybody next week, and we'll revisit this uh, conversation.
2: I like that Brock Purdy didn't make the All-Pro team because he plays best with a chip on his shoulder. and something Light to a cool. fire under yeah Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that he needs it. It's a playoffs, and he wants to get to the Super Bowl and, and get past the NFC Championship game where he got hurt last year. But, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the team right now, and I have zero problems with it at all. I think they nailed it. The AP All-Pro, Lamar Jackson, Quarterback, Christian McCaffrey, running back. Kyle Juszczyk is a fullback. Mm -hmm. George Kittle's a tight end. Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb. Amon St. Brown from the the Lions. Trent Williams. I mean, this is is dead on. They they didn't miss. Maybe the second team, I don't know. I'm not a Dak Prescott guy, but he has had a hell of a season. So I I was going to say, I I don't know if it's that Brock Purdy didn't make an
3: all-pro team or the fact that Dak Prescott made the second team over Brock Purdy. But... I mean, Dak Prescott's had a really good season. I know that a lot of Niners fans just have the taste in their mouth left by his performance in Week 5, in which Brock Purdy and the Niners just took his lunch. But 36 touchdowns and 9 interceptions, a 106 quarterback rating, all of those things, and near 70% completion percentage, all those things are are really, really good. But I think that with what Brock Purdy did head-to-head against Dak Prescott, as well as what he's done over the course of the season... I think that's what irks fans the most, is that the Cowboys quarterback is in there over the 49ers quarterback, not just that Brock Purdy didn't make an all-pro team. And I do think you're right, that he's someone that would internalize that, not take it personally, but just say, okay, that's fine. I didn't make an all-pro team. I don't really care about that. I'm here for the postseason. I'm here to take home number 6.
2: Dude, how do you pick a, a Pro Bowl long snapper? <laughs> that's Andrew DePaula from Minnesota. Is this like, it's just like uh, exit velocity on the snap? I don't know. Well, like in, spin rate. It, so in, in baseball now, right? They have the awards. Like, how do you pick the utility man? Like the guy who played the most positions this season? Yeah, made but the least decent... of errors. Dude, I, I I'm pissed. I did. They didn't have that. <laughs> I made 18 errors in seven years total. Like I, I I wanted a gold glove, but they didn't have one for a utility player. So, because
3: uh, you didn't qualify for a particular position? Yeah, they or? didn't
2: have that as a, as, as a thing. It's just like the last three or four years where they have utility player gold glove. And it's, yeah, it's a guy that plays the most positions, the most versatile, and makes the least amount of errors. They made it for Brock Holt, I think. Yeah, Jalen reeves mabin from Detroit, one special teamer, punt returner, Darius Davis from the Chargers, and kick returner, Marvin Mims from Denver. But Andrew, I want Andrew DePaul's job, long snapper. What do you do, Pro Bowl long snapper? That's a great bar line, dude. Like, what do you do, Pro Bowl long snapper? I'm a long snapper, made the Pro Bowl this year. I tell people I'm a pro snorkeler. (laughs) Yeah, what do you do? I'm a pro snorkeler. Down to the Keys? Yeah, don't laugh at that. What do you think? That's funny. I swim in some of the clearest waters in the world and I get paid to do it, and you're making fun of me that I'm a pro snorkeler, you just throw it right back on them. Like, what do you do? I'm not laughing at what you do. It's, it's one of my lines. Pro, pro snorkeler? Yeah, blimp folder, pro snorkeler, Denny's menu photographer. That's pro, <laughs> pro, pro, pro hot air balloon artist? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. just, I fly a hot air balloon. I'm a hot air balloon pilot. That's a good one. Yeah. I, actually, <laughs> that just made the arsenal. There you go. I'm a hot air balloon pilot. What do you got to say to I've that? i crashed into a few power lines. The but best of my craft. You got, some, you got a problem with that? <laughs> I've been working on this for years. Yeah. The trick
3: of the trade. Uh, coming up next, I do want to dig deeper into that, that conversation about Brock Purdy, as well as the and, and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, as we continue on here on a Football Friday, brought to you by First 5 California to learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress. Go to first5california.com. Also, a reminder, you can catch all four hours of Signing Guru on the free Odyssey app. Plus, watch us on YouTube and Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Uh, we'll We'll get to you, Maurice, on the other side. I do see your call. I do want to get to you, but FP Santangelo alongside uh, Evan Giddings here with you on 95.7, the game filling in for Stanley and Grew. We'll be back after this for our final break and then the crossover. 145. We'll get Wilder and Dibbs in here. We're back after this. what it is damn it now back to steiny and guru on 957 the game we've been trying to tell you what it is just haven't necessarily figured it out yet Evan been getting fp santangelo with you filling in for steiny guru here on a friday i've had a lot of fun it's almost over fp the show's
2: flown by man it's been great did you ever just read the live chat on the youtube just like <laughs> randomly uh i'm off to target anybody need anything <laughs> Oh, yeah. I go to Target and spend, like, 400 bucks for no reason that I don't have. You pick me up, like, 12-pack 12, uh, 12 of LaCroix. You know, no matter what time of day I come on here, I always see the same people in here. You guys are awesome. Jazz fan, LOL. You get me some whey protein for my boy, Andrew Higgins. <laughs> just read them. You should just, like, have a segment where you just, like, go straight down and read everything on the chat. Be careful, though. You get in trouble if, like, somebody swears, but, like... Yeah, yeah you, you do have to proofread a little bit. But actually, so you were talking about with the Wax
3: Museum earlier from CO2020 uh, here on uh, the YouTube chat. Museum tragically now closed at 5.15. Like, this, this is knowledge I just don't have. Right. People are trying to
2: rob, like, wax figures after 5.15? <laughs> I guess so. It's like, I got Beyonce. It's tough times for these figures.
3: Yeah, I I don't know if they have a... uh, Whoops. I think that was my... Was that you? Yeah. (laughs)
2: That wasn't the drip. I thought you changed your ringtone. That's my mom's text message, so I know it's my mom. (laughs) She's been calling the show. uh, I mean, calling me. I'm like, Mom, I'm on the air. She's well, in Hawaii. Well, 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 White Lotus Senior Edition. She's in Hawaii right now.
3: <laughs> well, you answered that, st- that uh, text message. Very important, by the way. Always got to respond to mom. Let's get out to Mo in San Francisco. Wants to bring up the Golden State Warriors. What's up, Mo? You're on with Evan and FP here on 95.7 The Game.
5: Hey, thanks for taking my call. I uh, love you guys. Uh, I'm- What's really important to me is the, the decline in the quality of some of the fans. When I hear booing, you know, it's not like they haven't been here. You know, we've, we've been in the Bay Area for a long time. The Warriors have been here for a long time. We've been supporting them for a long time. Booing is just not who we are in the city in the bay area that that really shouldn't happen we should be supporting the team i've been to games i see how the crowd lifts teams i can't imagine how players feel even though they're professionals when they get booed uh the fan have you know they have a right they have a right to, you know, to feel however they're going to feel, but usually fans uplift programs, and that's what we're here to do. So uh, I'm a little disappointed about those folks who choose to express, you know, uh, uh, express their feelings that way. You know, uh, it's a privilege to come to the game. It's it's a privilege to be with a franchise like the Golden State Warriors. That's what I think.
3: Thanks, Maurice. Hey, look, hey, we've been privileged to watch some great teams in the Bay Area. You talked about the, the Giants, the early 2010s, of course, the Warriors for the last you know decade plus. And now it looks like the Niners are set up for, for a lot of success, both this season and in the near future. So... Yeah, I don't want to sit up here and tell fans how to fan. You know, I thought Wednesday was warranted, so was Sunday. But you know, if the Warriors go on a nice little road stretch here, FP win a couple in a row, maybe take three of four on the road, turn this thing around, come back home on Friday next week against the Mavericks and show us that they're a different team. Maybe they get some help at the trade deadline with players' names that have been thro- floating around. They were in a very different place. So I mean, he's right. Look, you're you're always a five game win streak away from turning the season around. The
2: question is, are you actually going to win five games in a row? Uh, they ain't turn this around anytime soon. I mean, this is uh, there's so much momentum going the other way, and they're in such a funk right now that mm-hmm. it's all on Steph. If Steph doesn't score 50, they have no chance. They don't. I mean, Clay's got to step up and do something. Steph's got to – Kaminga, to me, uh, just let him go. Let him play. Let the kid just go and play him as many minutes as you possibly can. He's 21 years old. He's not going to get tired. Let him play. I am with you
3: that I would like to see... Well, de- of course, depending on what they do with the deadline, I mean, they can move off a couple of the young guys. But it, it does feel like... All right, when Draymond Green comes back, do you think that he automatically slots in starting lineup 30 minutes and that affects the young guys' play? Or do you think that he actually will be... Kind of slowly work back in, and he's he's not going to be
2: someone that messes with the hierarchy at this point. Got to get in game shape, dude. It's not a video game. You just don't plug a guy in that's missed this much time. He's got to get in game shape, so his minutes will be sparse to start, and then just see where he's at. And I'm more anxious to see his effort and his attitude mm-hmm. and his act, so to speak, versus. Like how many minutes he gets, but like you can, you can try, you can run a treadmill and play pickup games and all you want, but like game shape, like people in baseball think you come off the IL, you just hit like 400, but like when you're away from the game, the game moves fast and it's a lot different in the NBA. You got to get, in, you got to get in game shape. So I, I wouldn't expect a whole lot initially.
3: Yeah. And I would look. To also see if Draymond Green is one to suggest coming off the bench or working his way back in. I think it's interesting because we were talking about, well, what do you do with Draymond when they were winning five games in a row? And then it's like, well, he's he's kind of got a you know, tip-tap, toe back his his way into into the shallow end, get into the deep end, all this stuff. But now maybe because the team isn't going well that they're more inclined to trust him right off the bat. I I think, look, you're right. He does need to get into game shape. He's not going to be cleared until Rick Celebrini says so. But it could be tomorrow. We know he's not going to play tonight at 5 o'clock against the Chicago Bulls. We also know Moses Moody's out with a calf strain. But if and when Draymond Green's ready, you know, I I just wonder with the disarray that they currently are in and the lack of, of voice especially with Chris Paul being out now. If Kerr is inclined to trust Draymond more, I would like to see him come off the bench to start because I also think he can be a, the secondary unit um, creator, ball handler right now that they don't have because cp is out and then see what he's got, where he's at, and then find his way back into the starting lineup. But I don't think Draymond Green is just going to wave a magic wand and all of a sudden, to your point, they're just going to turn this thing around.
2: Dude, My excitement level is like a three on him coming back. Like, I, I, I don't even if, 10's, Jeez, if t- 10's doing cartwheels and super fired up and I'm going to give him a standing O I, it's like a 3 I, I, I don't think this is going to matter and I, it's kind of cringy to me like when he comes back I don't have that I have kind of a weird feeling in my gut about like all that's happened, all that happened last year, derailing a couple of seasons because his agenda is more important than the team's agenda. His behavior is not conducive to being a good teammate. He's not available for me as a teammate. I don't know if I can count on him. And now he's coming back, and I'm supposed to be like, "Woohoo, Draymond's back!" I don't, I don't know how Warriors fans feel, and maybe I'm saving this hot take for way too late <laughs> in the show. But like, I, I really don't care. I don't. I, I'm not excited about it. it. It just, it's just weird. This whole thing's weird to me. Maybe that's the best way to sum it up. I think that's how a lot of people feel. I, I'm,
3: I'm a little more excited than you, but it's not so much about Draymond. It's, it's more about what the team's going to look like with him. And I don't even know if it's excitement. It's more just interest because we're all attached to the Warriors in whatever way we want to fan or just from a media perspective. But I'm interested to see how the team looks. I don't know if I'm necessarily excited that Draymond Green is just going to come back in and we're just going to sweep his – Indiscretions under the rug. He's
2: important to Steph. Like, I will yeah. say that. He's important to Steph Curry's success. I'm not going to downplay that, but I'm just saying my excitement level about this isn't very high. No, and I'm curious
3: what what Willard and Dibs think about it as well. I also think I'm also curious to get their their excitement level for for the football playoffs because wildcard weekend starts tomorrow, and we got two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and then the Monday night game between Philly and Tampa. If if you were to choose an opponent for the 49ers next week in FBA, like who who do who would you want to see at Levi's Stadium? Lions. Who do you
2: want? You want the Lions? Yeah, the Rams are hot. Rams are hot. Stafford's hot. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Jared Goff and the Lions. I think that I think the Niners handle the Lions. I'm I'm really worried about the Rams. I'd be worried about the Rams too. Are you, you're more worried about the Rams in they seven. Philly. And, they're seven and one since their off day. Like they're playing great football. So you yeah. just want to avoid the hottest team. And Sean McVay, and I, I know we've had our success against the Rams, and I know like that Kyle has McVay's number. I, I know all that, but mm-hmm. the, I I rather them play the the Lions for sure. Yeah, I think if we're looking up and down the NFC, the
3: teams that I don't want to see are certainly the Rams, and then you'd have to play them in the championship game. But he, I think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys can make some noise. I don't think they'll they'd be favored. This I don't think they could beat the Niners. Um, but those are the two teams that would scare me the most if I had to choose
2: any one of the conference. The most satisfying first round win for the Niners would be the Rams. You think? Yeah. More than the, the so you, Eagles, so You even? send them home. Any L.A. team you send home is a good thing, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you send them home. But, like, uh, I don't know. The Lions are good, but I don't know that they're – I think they're not ready for prime time right now. Okay. And I've watched them play a lot. Sounds good. Well, we'll see what Wilder and Dibs
3: have to weigh in on the discussion. Coming up on the other side, the crossover. That's what's coming up on 95.7 The Game, brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. F.P. Santangelo, Evan Ginnings back after this, in for Stein and Guru on 95.7 The Game.
1: Welcome back.
4: To Stine and Guru on
6: 95.7 The Game.
3: Evan Giddings and FB Santangelo in for Steinie and Guru here on 95.7 The Game. This is The Crossover. What's up, Mark Willard? What's up, Dan Dibley? Oh, How are we doing yeah. on a Friday? We're doing great. Uh, doing yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah excited about uh, Wild Card Weekend. Yes, sir. And uh, <laughs> the Warriors play. <laughs> Sorry.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, the Warriors play tonight. Is, yeah. like, is on in? Is he
3: in?
2: Yeah. <laughs> is <laughs> he? Well, and... How do they lose tonight is Not the good. question. They don't. <laughs> you How would about hope. That for a plot twist. <laughs> that would be crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, no. book it. Yeah. They don't lose. I got them, tonight. I got them plus Bulls. 35 and a half. What's the number? Uh, good question.
3: I don't know. Are they know. favored? You would hope so, right? I mean, you would
2: be the, you would expect the them to be You think they'd be favored on right. the road against the Bulls? The Warriors? Against the Bulls, the Bulls are like against the Warriors. <laughs> the
3: um, Warriors should be favored by like ten and a half, but it's it probably up. Warriors by three.
2: Uh, I was got to stop Jordan number ten. Oh my gosh,
3: Chicago yeah. minus two and a half. There, there, we're there, you, go. Yeah, there oh you go. There you go.
2: That's what, No, I got it at three. Make Pippen. It's going Woo!
3: up. <laughs> <Make the>
2: Bulls. <laughs> Bulls yeah, minus three. Make Rodman shoot. Make
3: Rodman well, shoot. Well, I mean, Moody is out, so it's uh, well. There you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 you, you lost, lost. Your leading score was worth four points. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at with the Warriors guys. <laughs> right? Well, at least they. I mean, they can't be booed, right? So, I mean, no. like, yeah. the,
5: like that's the thing. You looked at the Bulls and you went, Ugh. I mean, that's an eighteen and twenty-one team, and 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 maybe a play-in team.
3: And the rest of the then world's favored, like yeah.
5: you just described the Warriors.
3: Well, I guess they're yeah, they're thirteen nine at home. So exactly. I guess they're, they're a home team. And you got Bucevic back.
2: How many NBA teams right now against which would the Warriors be favored on the road? Mm. Probably Thank Pistons. Thank you. Very much. Yep. Appreciate it, Pistons. JT. Pistons. Okay. Happy Friday. Let's um, go down the list. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit. <laughs> Detroit for sure. The sure. Pistons. Yeah. The Wizards. And then Detroit. The Fighting yeah, the fight JPs. Probably Detroit. Yeah.
5: Spurs. Portland.
3: Yeah. yeah. Charlotte.
2: All
5: right. Memphis,
2: maybe. I think yeah.
5: Memphis.
3: On Monday, probably. Did yeah. No job yeah, No job. No job. Yeah. Toronto, no. Not after what happened last week. No. no. Um, Atlanta? Hawks, maybe. Big win the other night. Before <laughs> or after the DeJounte-Murray trade. Not Utah. right?
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?